Hey, hey, Bachelor Masters here. If artificial intelligence were to create an episode of The Bachelorette, this would be it, what we just watched. Ugh. Wrong again, Craig. How is wrong. that wrong? <laughs> because you're just t- you are doing the art. You're like saying the artificial intelligence words. You know, you got a word salad there. No, and you're just saying it. AI. We would we would set up an AI model of all existing episodes of The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. All you know, thousands. There, of there's them. never been a brother bartender, and then she chooses the guy. The brother was like, Ooh, "I'm the brother bartender. I'm a big plot point." Yeah, I thought it was actually. Spice it. It's spiced up night one for me personally. Well, it the AI, the artificial intelligence, got that from a few seasons ago when they had. Uh, did they have a brother go undercover? They had someone. Yeah, they've done that before, but yeah. not on night one. And yeah, I appreciate. Yes, on night one. I appreciate the nanny cam thing because that means that they really did speak off the cuff. If we we're to believe our screens, yes, and I. I thought I would hate it because I hated the costume, you know, the like curly (laughs) wig and that mustache were so terrible. But when he was actually in there doing his secret undercover stuff, I found it mostly pretty funny and also fairly funny that the men didn't seem to find it weird that the bartender was asking them like lots of personal questions. Or that he had a really bad wig and mustache. Yes, only yes. one guy that we saw was of like, course, hey, he looks the smartest here. Is that a fake mustache? <laughs> the absolute smartest guy in the room. And see, that's been the problem no. with reality TV so far, no. Craig. Is the that... smartest guy in the room is the wrestler Caleb. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, <laughs> but I, you know, that has been the problem with reality TV is that for the most part, people who are not good enough for other life choices have been the ones that have been on reality TV. But now well, then I should have been on reality smart, TV. Look at all these smart people on this season. There's like very beyond well-rounded people, but people that are literally good at so many things. And I was kind of like, these people are too good for this show. Yeah, usually usually we get influencers and social media managers. Nothing against that. But um, this time we get a lot against that. This time we get lawyers and well, nothing against Craig's side because Craig would love to be a social media influencer. Yeah, you know I would. Yeah, (laughs) but you know we got all these like professional jobs now, like doctor and lawyer. And I I wonder if she chose that because that is you are getting high. Caliber I want people somebody there. who has an actual job. She could have said those exact words. I would find that impressive, but it also does seem like she... Ugh, I feel like we said this about Leeds in the past, but she has a job that she seems like she enjoys. Mm-hmm. So who knows what will happen with that after this? Because I thought like Michelle Young really enjoyed being a teacher, but then she's like not a teacher anymore. I could tell she didn't. I could tell she did it. I could tell Michelle Young said she <laughs> said she loved it, and then she's like, "What?" Because you you can never coast, mm. you know, being a teacher. And I think people want to coast for a little bit. I I don't know what she's up to, but I could tell she was going to quit. Yeah. Um, and not I don't know if she stayed in her home state of Minnesota. Is that right? I don't um, think I think she's like in LA now, but I'm not hundred percent. Yeah, exactly. And she said she would stay too. 
which is kind of actually wild. i i read she was going to do a reality show there was going to be a reality show about minnesota that she was going to be in i read a headline oh Whoa. interesting like and no life longer. in minnesota <laughs> wow everyone's gonna be tuning into that <laughs> and it's gonna be like her and that guy joe from her season who also lives in minnesota <laughs> yeah there you go yeah no that would be good uh yeah so i well, thought what's his charity... name from summer house is uh he's from minnesota right oh i don't i don't know because you know i don't watch that jake or something like that anyway. that, could, that could be good get all the reality people from minnesota to talk about yeah. living in minnesota i yeah. i mean i would watch An- um, another oh go ahead Oh, no, I was going to say the charity job thing. Well, I guess what is of interest, I suppose, is she had to get a master's degree to do her job. Right. So that does signal a higher level of commitment to the profession. <laughs> I mean, with charity, I don't know. I just can we'll tell see. Michelle at a certain point was done with it. Yeah. And um, another new thing they did that I really appreciate is they finally intercut the EPKs or the little intro packages with the limo exits. They should have made that choice so long ago because half the time you're like, was that that guy? Was that that guy? Because yeah, It was a little smoother this time. Like at the beginning. And so you'd see like five or six men, but then later they'd be interspersed. You know, like you wouldn't know which man was necessarily which because you don't know their faces yet. So... Mm -hmm. Yep. This was much better because it made it easier to be like, oh, this man is the one who likes to knit, but he's also a PhD student. Yeah. There was a lot of really awesome, like I said, like well-rounded. I I really like um, that guy, Xavier. I always say Javier because that's ex- actually how you pronounce something with an X, but then people choose Xavier, so very yeah. confusing. But anyway, I, he's a real science person, and I'll tell you guys why. I mean, like, obviously, he's obviously what he says he is, but he has a whiteboard in his home. Oh. Now, every real science person I've ever known. Oh, no. He uses it to have arguments, just like you. Yes. Yes, that's exactly. I, I, I've had... I have had to invest in a whiteboard during college to work out problems. So you know that he's legit. He's not just someone who's like, yeah, I have my, you know, my bachelor's in uh, bio and I'm trying to figure out what my next move. Like, no, he is dedicated. He's committed. And they tried Mm -hmm. not to show the whiteboard because it is an ugly thing to have in your house. But he did have it. He's like uh, a big bang theory. Yeah, no, no Craig, no Craig, no Craig, huh? Best television show of the last tough couple decades. Oh my God! Big Bang Maybe. Theory. Oh, Craig, talk about a show written oh, by. Oh, Craig, AI. it was like number one rated for its entire run. Talk about a show written by AI. That <laughs> probably have that guy. Every single sitcom that guy does is written by AI on some level. Mm. Come on, <laughs> come on, Craig. All Give right, me that. Maybe, maybe. You know, you know, you know what? Something I really appreciate um, that people do. Only one guy did it, but I wish they would make more puns on their names. Like a guy brought a big check, and he said, "Like I'm giving a big check to charity." Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, and the fun. amount was a heart. Aww. Yeah. Yeah, that was a. Uh, it was I a good like. Heart. It's cheesy, but it was a good moment, I think, because it was memorable, at least. Yeah. Okay, 
so I hate to be the one to bring this up because I don't want to be cast as like somehow um, anti-neurodivergency. But what do we think about Spencer? Oh my goodness! Oh, how did how did this guy ever mate? I am like so Whoa. confused. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I I don't even think I don't even think neuro. I didn't even think of that. I thought that he was just nervous about being on TV. Yeah, I did think of it, but it was hard to say. Because, you know, I mean, obviously you can't, like, diagnose somebody off just what you see on TV. But I was trying to be like, what's going on with him? Because this is, like, very awkward. But it could be any number of things. Like, it could be neurodivergence. It could be, like, he had two drinks and he can't formulate a sentence anymore. (laughs) He could be extremely nervous. Like, he He could be a weird, awkward Uh, man and it might have nothing. So it was hard to tell. I do not think that she would have chosen him. I think that must have been a producer pick because she seems like a very nice person. But I feel like there's no way she's actually interested in him based on those interactions. What? I mean, I I didn't even think of that. But also, he's in... He's in a very people person job. Yeah, so, he's a medical sales device guy, right? So he has to convince people to buy stuff with like his charm. Right. And so not I don't really, really Look, I, I if, really if think a hospital, that's a that's an act or something. I did yeah. not think neurodivergence. If a hospital needs an MRI machine, it's gonna buy the MRI machine. It doesn't need a salesman to talk you oh, into it. I, I thought it was know, to like upgrade beds or something like that. Yeah, like you know those companies like to hire How do you know? How do you possibly I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I know someone who does who like makes the beds, but that's all I know. Yeah, I always I, thought that those jobs were like generally occupied by very attractive women in a right. you know, in a ploy to be like, what if a hot lady flirts with you so you buy our MRI instead of the competitor's MRI? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but are there competing think, MRI companies? That'd be that, that 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 tends to be for medical, um, for drugs. Yeah, like pharmaceutical yeah. stuff. Yeah, that's um, true. But yeah, the I I mean, hopefully he'll relax, and then episode two will get our answer or a clearer picture. I just thought it was a. I just thought he got very nervous, and that's, mm-hmm. you know. Okay. I can't imagine that not being nerve wracking, even if you are not the most confident guy on earth, with mo- most of them are, right? They're very confident people. Right. Okay. But yeah. he's still. I mean, very, he's very strange. He's attractive in the face. Like, he's got a handsome face. It's just the fact that he was, like, so awkward that oh. made it. And the concept of his intro being like, why don't you kick me in the balls? And he seemed to really think that she would do it. Yeah. Was such an interesting (laughs) idea. Well, maybe he thinks he's coming off like one of those suave dudes. I don't know. I think I think episode two will give us our answer, honestly, because I I don't want to say it's an act, but I don't think it was the real him we saw. Anyway, moving on. Well, I mean, yeah, not much else to say about that. Okay. Like you said, we'll find out in episode two. Yeah. Well, so she kissed uh, Xavier, John, Aaron B, and Brader. And Brayden. You wrote down who she kissed? Yeah. Uh, we have to keep track of this. Craig, like. We're, this is, we're edging too close into, like, we're your typical Bachelor podcast. 
No, it's important because I'll tell you why. This, other than the fact yeah, that tell me why people, it's important to write down who she kissed, please. Tell me why. Because me I why. do not. <laughs> Sorry, I knew Craig would sing along if I started singing the opening. Yeah. Well, there's that cool that and totally distracted. Right where they're like in the frame, they're in the picture frame in the back, and mm-hmm. she's like, "Tell me why," and they're like, "Tell me why." I don't know. Mm. It's, it's commercial Anyways, right now. I thought it was interesting because that well, first off, producer push along is not going to get you to kiss someone, right? We hope, right? Yeah, but I assume she only kisses them if she finds them attractive, right? And uh, another thing is that Joey, the tennis pro who lives in Hawaii, would not kiss her. (laughs) Totally weird. Well, he I was mean, the first. He was the first. Yes, that's true. You're just that kind of that kind of went through my, my mind. It's like <laughs> it's got to be tough to be the first. <laughs> I mean, she was there. There used to be uh, night one used to kind of be off limits for kissing. Yeah, they would say like, "Oh no, I would only kiss the the leads." Would kind of act like they would only kiss me. Yeah, but. Yeah. Choose one person only, which interesting point, right? So I mentioned this to y'all in the texts, um, but I met a new friend at a conference this past week who's Australian and is really into the Australian bachelor shows. Yeah. Nicola. Hi, Nicola. I assume you're listening now because you said you would. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) So now she said she's going to watch the American season because I told her I have a podcast and she texted me that. In the Australian seasons, people do not kiss on the first night and certainly not at a cocktail party. Ooh. They, I can't believe they are more prudish than American. I mean, they are basically parallel Americans, you know. They have the <laughs> yeah, same like issues. Bizarro world Americans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> prison <laughs> pr- prison descendant Americans and religious descendant Americans. I got gotcha. Well, but we have those too because oh, yeah, we do. the penal colony as well. So we also have that here. Oh, no, I, I am not saying either is better than the other. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, there's nothing against that. I'm just like, it's just amazing to me how, of course, they have that prudish, um, you know, vein, as we do. I'm not, again, not judging, oh, yes. judging ourselves. America definitely well. has that vein as well. I just feel like on TV, we've been desensitized to it to a certain point where now, Especially well, the last few seasons, right? Like the leads have kissed a lot of people on the first oh, night. Oh the yeah, they. Years. There's like a. There's definitely has to be uh, on the Bachelor. There has to be this pioneer always who's makes a stand and who says it to camera and who says, "I'm not against kiss." I mean, <laughs> I think I literally remember someone, some lead, looking at the camera and be like, "If I kiss more than one person, then so be it. I'm gonna follow my heart." Like as if you have to justify it to me. I don't care. Well, speaking of somebody who was probably Hannah Brown, I sent you this thing on chat. She's starting her own podcast where she's going to talk about faith and love. Jesus. Oh, you can add that to your, uh, (laughs) well, literally, I'm not going to listen to that. I don't want that. She, (sighs) you know, I, I don't know if she's a judgmental person or not. But like we said before, if you are following the Bible, 
no, you cannot have sex and Jesus still loves you. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not, I don't care. I'm just would saying be cool. what it says. If, like her first guest was, what's his name? Oh, Luke. That'd be cool. Yeah. yeah. If, if her first guest was Luke, oh that, my would God. Be, that would be huge. I would listen. I yeah, would listen to that. That's a there you go, podcast. Hannah Brown. I just gave you a free idea. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, I would listen to that too. She had him on there just to know like what they, they would say to each other. Yeah. And they should literally debate religion. Like the way they make, <laughs> you know, Bill Nye do it with somebody. Like with Ken Ham or whatever his name is. That would be because... Honestly, I think Luke knows more than she does. She's just deciding what the rules are. You can't decide what the <laughs> rules are, Hannah Brown. I don't make the rules either. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Don't want to talk about religion. Um, That's okay. We, we can, we're capable as a podcast of going into religion. If okay. Sophia. I want to play for you guys. Oh, no. The, some guy who we only saw in this one sit-down moment. Mm-hmm. His, his name is James. His mom's letter to charity. Oh, oh yes. God. No. Three, we are beyond excited that you were chosen to be the next Bachelorette. <laughs> I saw you on The Bachelor last season, and you are the reason I became a fan. I can tell from watching you and finding out about your life and goals that you are very special. You are actually exactly the kind of person we have been praying that James would find someday. The music. We wish you all the best as you begin this new journey to find your forever guy. Of course, we hope it's James. (laughs) 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 Um, Whoever you choose will be very blessed. We hope you enjoy a little taste of home with the cider and donuts fresh from our farm. Love, Shannon, aka Mom. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Mm. That was brutal. Was it? Was that not, not, not like the best letter? We were praying. No, I thought that was good. We're praying for uh, she's someone re- like Charity. She's okay, religious. She's religious. <laughs> Craig. <laughs> yeah, no I shit. Say and think, she would love this. I think that's an extremely good move to basically be like, our family watches this show. And we love you and think you're perfect. And like, we obviously want you to choose our son, but it's okay if we don't. We still love you anyway. She and and watching the rest of the episode, we see that Charity has some insecurity on. I mean, maybe a lot on why men would go on the show. Would it be for her? I mean, more so than your average male lead does. Yeah, I think right? a lot of the women do have this fear. as they should. As all women should. Are you yeah. using me? <laughs> Whoa. So I'm like, I get it. I get what she's thinking. Because I think, isn't this what Zach said last season was his greatest fear? That someone was here for the wrong reasons and pretending to be into I think they all fear Zach it. is like a unicorn. But like most male le- leads are yeah. like, what can They're I allow yeah. them to believe that? all of these women could just be here for them. Whereas most of the women are more realistic and are like, why they want to be on TV. A lot of people too, during, I mean, I'm sure this got to her during women tell all they wanted Gabby and Ariel to be the bachelorettes. So I think that, Mm -hmm. and the fact that charity, you know, didn't quite have that to other people, heartbreaking moment. So, does that yeah. make sense? That makes a lot of sense because I think her story on Zach's season was like 
we didn't really know that much about her, right? Like we knew that she was incredibly pretty, that she was close mm-hmm. with her family, and she mm-hmm. seemed very nice. And that Zach dumped her basically seemingly just because he liked the other three women more. They were like, <laughs> she didn't do anything wrong, you know what I mean? Like there weren't major red flags or anything like that. I and did also not like assuming that's why it. she was picked, right? Is like there was nothing upsetting or weird in her background <laughs> that well, would make people be like wow really it was like well she's incredibly pretty she's got those family values she's religious but she's not like seemingly overbearing with it I, I did not think he liked her that much and I did not think I I, I don't know I, I can't really take the temperature anymore because Twitter is not really good at it um, but I don't think she was a fan favorite you know and she didn't go yeah. what Gabby went through where she, she had a complete breakdown. <laughs> so, yeah, I think you're right. Like, I don't think she was considered a fan favorite, mostly because like what what happened to Gabby. Yeah, was I mean, all the, how the definitely Gabby was like and Rachel became the co-bachelorettes, right, is because they experienced a brutal emotional moment from the bachelor messing up. And then Gabby on Zach's season basically had a, a brutal emotional moment and didn't get the reward of being Bachelorette, which we're taught is the usual reward for like having your heart messily broken on TV. Right. So um, I think she has those insecurities about why people are there and how she'll be received. And I'm sure there's racial issues up and down all of that for her. Like, she's thinking that. So that, that can't be a fun place when you're in the best position you could be in. Because you're like, wait a minute. What's the mm-hmm. real issue? So, uh, like her brother, I was mega annoyed with Brayden. Mega so obnox- annoyed. So, uh, he was so Brayden. obnoxious. But I get why she chose him. I get it. A hundred percent. Because he peacocked the most? Well, I'll, I'll, I can start at the beginning. Yeah, His... start at the beginning because there's okay, a lot okay. to braid in on. This so this one. is the yeah. guy that, let me just get this straight here. This is the sure. guy that kissed her and then went up to the bar and was like, oh, man, that was like the best kiss ever, yo. And if I wanted another kiss, I'd get it. She yes. loves me. I'm the man. That's well, Brayden. Well, and he let's, got the first let's... impression, Rose. That's it. Let, yeah. Let's start at the beginning, beginning, though, because his intro package was he as soon as i saw it i was like oh he was a very transparent instagram wannabe instagrammer he's already a traveling nurse right who gets like who's like an extreme yeah like let's go go ahead no i'm just saying he's like a yo man (laughs) yeah he's like a yo bro let's let's go jump off that rock yeah it's like seinfeld with uh the with the right He's like, do you think I could jump off that the balcony without getting hurt? Yes, he's just like one of those bros <laughs> who's like, let's, oh, whatever the the new, you know, submersible thing is for people yeah. who make a lot of money but aren't billionaires, that, that thing. Let's, that's thing. let's go sit in a fiber tube. Yeah. For eight hours. Mm. <laughs> eight until hours. You, until you explode, Craig. Implode, implode. Um, implode. Um, but he makes <laughs> great money. Maybe he does not want to actually do his job, but he wants to do the traveling part of the traveling yeah, nurse. Of 
Who wouldn't? So, okay, not not who wouldn't though. Some people who like wouldn't? being nurses. Some some people like not traveling. So, yeah. Yes, that's true. Well, yes. yes, there are there are people who do not like traveling, Plenty. but really? for me, I feel like yes. the appeal of being a travel nurse. And isn't this what um what's his face Noah was also a travel nurse? Mm-hmm. Is that they make more money than regular nurses do? Yeah. Right. So that's like the biggest appeal is. Their salaries are significantly higher. They do also move around more often, which some people enjoy. He he loves it. And the the intro. So what was strange to me was that the intro package was like, I'm here for to live off of Instagram. But then when he did get on the nanny cam, he said that he really liked her. Interesting. He could maybe mm-hmm. be on his best behavior at all times because he knows anything can come back to bite you. And he, but he did seem genuinely interested. He did. And he's he's a fascinating character on this show for me so far because the vibe I was getting off of him pre-making out with Charity was like, this man will be a villain this season, right? Like, that was absolutely what I was thinking. But then he has his conversation with Charity and they make out and he seems so legitimately excited about like bonding with her and getting to kiss her. And I was like, I think he actually likes her at this point. Like he has a crush on Charity, which seems genuine, which is opposing everything else about him because everything else about him seems like I am a TV villain who is here for followers. And here is him after they kiss, which personally would be such a gross, gross, yucky, ugh, get away from me thing. But whatever, Charity liked it. Oh, my God. Wow, wow. That wow. Would just happened. It happened. That was, that was so nice. It was more. Mm-hmm. He said, like, you want a little more? <laughs> oh, oh, gross. So gross. I can't take it. So gross. <laughs> Yuck. Especially yes. that guy. He has a earrings and he's he is square so faced. If we're gonna do fashion, we absolutely have to talk about oh. Brayden. <laughs> I guess. I, I, I have nothing to say except for that just he doesn't he doesn't he, he doesn't seem like her type though, like point blank. Like they don't look good yeah. together. I'm curious about this because so far Well, I guess it's very early in the season, obviously, but I can't suss out what her type is right now because she gave him the first impression, Rose. And, you know, even though her brother was like, I don't like Brayden, she was like, F it. I like Brayden. And he seems like not the type of person I would have thought she'd be interested in, like, you know, with his big dangly earrings and his very short pants with hot pink socks. Oh, yeah. I kind of like that look, but. Yeah, it just it didn't seem to me like something Charity would be into. I thought she'd be into, you know, piano playing Aaron. I was like, that's got to be her type. And she does like him, too, I think. But her range of men that she's currently into is very diverse. Well, my as back back to the insecurity thing, the thing right now is that she likes anyone who really shows interest and like Joey did not show a lot of interest. And I think he might be uh, even though she she seemed she to camera said that she was very interested. um, He might be cut soon because I think she really does only want people that like her. 
which is great, uh, yeah. right? But at the same oh. time, it's like, that's not your type. That's you not your said, like, You're not going to do well together. You just said that she, he, she wants a guy that likes her. <laughs> Craig, I don't know how many times we've watched The Bachelor where the contestant clearly does not like the lead, but the lead keeps pushing them forward because yes. they are tricked into thinking that they like them. Like, yes. this is not, even though it sounds like basic boy meets yeah. girl type thing, it is, this is The Bachelor, so you have to yeah. alternate intentions. Because we see, like, I think a great example of this is Rachel and Tino, right? Like, that Tino, I mean, he probably liked her a little bit. But, like, he he was not the person who was most obviously expressing interest, but she liked him enough to overlook that, right? And this happens a lot, where your very presence on the show signals that you're interested in the lead, right? Like, why would you be there if you didn't want to date them? Except you'd also be there because you want to be on TV, but it's confusing in that way because she has to assume that all 25 of these men are interested in dating her when we know probably half of them are and the other <laughs> half are like, I just like TV and attention. I just like television. Well, my my thing, too, is that I always um, I, I've, I've had this. This is my kind of theory on not reality TV, but on people. Do people like people that they are like naturally compatible with and do all the things with, uh, you know, have a lot in common? Or as I've noticed, one of my friends is she likes anyone, anyone who likes her. Uh And, And that is very strange to me that is another world to me but a lot of people get together for that reason right and then when you get there you get in that space where you're like they'll never leave me because they like me and that's why I'm with them Mm -hmm. and then they do because they're dogs or whatever the the issue is (laughs) so I I find that a very interesting space where charity the reason we can't quite suss out a type is because she's choosing people that have shown interest in her, which is with such a wide net. Like I would not, this is why you're supposed to have a type so that you're not like, you like me? Great. You like me? Great. Like you're, you're a traveling nurse who jumps off of buildings. Great. Oh, you're a guy who sits home and knits. Great. Like, you know, this is not, there is no, there is no thread here. So that's why these seasons always kind of weird me out. Yeah. And I think, I feel like we've talked about this in past seasons, but the idea of choosing someone who is so into you that you know that they'll never leave you is a trap because those people do sometimes leave you, right? Like, I get the idea of the security of being like, this person loves me, therefore I can open myself up to love them, right? Mm -hmm. But yeah, it is It is not a guarantee that they will never leave you or that they will love you the way you need to be loved or whatever else, right? Like, so I think there is, I fully to, get why she's doing it because it, it logically makes a lot of sense. You want to sort of prioritize the people who seem interested in you in a show like this. Like, if you feel it's genuine, then you want to put those guys kind of higher up on your list right now versus the ones where you can't tell yet. But it does mean like she has like a big wild card grab bag of preferred men right now that like it is hard to tell what they would have in common personality wise, looks wise. They're all over the place. And 
it's hard to tell what she's truly interested in in terms of like qualities yeah and, and, uh-huh. and to pull craig into this conversation craig oh, this thanks. is why you see <laughs> in your in your words uh women who are tens and nines with men who are fives and fours yes right it, because the women feel security with those people until they don't until those right. men are like well, it goes both ways until those men are like, are you serious? I can pull a 10. Well, then I'll go pull more 10s. <laughs> and other when, women are like, how come that 10 is with that four? He must have something going for him. Yeah, exactly. There's a and Seinfeld so episode about it, that. It pulls, it pulls these men up into this weird space. And so it doesn't ever work for you when you choose people because they like you, but you are kind of, you would have been ambiguous about them until you decide that they like you yeah no, that all makes sense i i just uh i don't think i've encountered too many too many women that are like well you like me so that's enough that's all i need i to... i i have a very good friend who has almost literally said that and it was shocking to me because i i i and then i realized that a lot of people kind of function that way yeah probably yeah, I mean, maybe they don't verbalize it, but they do function that way. And that's just, I mean, it's just not me. That doesn't mean it's uh, untenable, but like, I can't yeah. imagine functioning that way. I get it, because especially in my younger years, not that it's the only quality I would look for, <laughs> but if I'm like talking to somebody and then it becomes very obvious that they're interested, I feel like they do sort of, their profile gets raised a bit in my head. You know, you'd be like, oh, all right. Yeah. And to give chair. Yeah. And to give Charity some credit here, she was completely blown away by their kiss. So she must feel some animal instincts toward him, which is great. Yeah. Which means there's something more there than that. Physically attracted to him for Who, that. Brendan? Brayden. Brayden. Brayden still talking is about his Brayden. name. Well, yeah. something, so you got to, I mean, it's strange because she went, her brother is her self described oh. best friend. And she just like legit like doesn't listen to him at the first uh, at the first attempt to well, like try to tell her his the, the the brother's red flag was he likes you too much like no that's uh, not you know like yeah. she's like and yeah I guess why the brother but I get Maya why the brother yes worrying the brother's right is <laughs> the way he was talking about but I don't think he verbalized it well enough to charity to say like oh, you know, when a man goes to another guy and is talking about making out with you, I just find it a little like, yeah, like they shouldn't be sharing personal details. Crass or something. Yeah, like a little crass. And then the way he was talking about how he felt like he has an ego because he was saying like, oh, like our kiss was so good. I'm going to get another kiss. Maybe I'll get the first impression. And I was like, he's right that those are warning signs, right? I just think when he described it to his sister, Either he didn't do a good enough job explaining why he thought those were warning signs or Charity just didn't hear it because all she heard was, Brayden likes me so much. Well, also, Brayden is such a polarizing guy. You either love him or you really hate him. Like, he's the kind of guy who comes into a bar and, like, half the bar is like, yeah, all right, the party's here. And half the bar is like, fuck this guy. I'm leaving. Like, I'm so sick of hearing him. (laughs) So he's one of these people that you either love or hate. (laughs) <laughs> yeah sure craig sure very loud <laughs> craig it's just like one of these people that to me yeah he is very like ugh, but not everyone feels that way about him 
No, I mean, I'm very... I'm very curious about how Brandon is going to shake out across this season. And I would like to quickly read to you his fun facts from his ABC bio, because I don't think we read any of these on our preview show. We did not care about him until He was now. not on our radar. Um, okay, well, it starts out by saying he's hardworking, romantic, and funny, as he is handsome. Um, big goals for his future. One major piece missing from his life, a wife. Uh, let's see. Oh, he has a dog named River. And his fun facts mm-hmm. are Brayden loves a good cigar lounge. Brayden is not into meditation, which is surprising. He looks like he'd be into meditation. Um, Brayden is looking for someone to teach him how to salsa dance. This is a really weird set of fun facts. Uh, he's just all over the place. I mean, he's all over the map. Yes, he's like a grab bag of a person. There's There's too much in there. Yeah, he's just Who trying to... Who wants to go to a cigar lounge? What is it, like 1920? I mean, I've seen those yeah. uh, around well, here. I mean, I've, I've seen them. I know they exist, but I'm just wondering who goes to them. I was just oh, I guess like now, they have, now they have marijuana men. bars, right? People go to them. I mean, they exist. I just, I'm sort of with you in that when I try to picture a person who loves going to cigar lounges, I'm assuming like the Monopoly man. You know, <laughs> I'm assuming guys who drive lifted trucks. Oh, I didn't know if they were into cigars or not. Wait, <laughs> I don't think so. Is, by the way, guy's... I spent the last week driving a lifted truck, and it's fun. No, 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 no. <laughs> We're not talking about cars. Okay, want to go to a commercial? <clears throat> you want to go to a commercial? Well, I want to say one last thing about the Chris Harrison podcast. Well, we did a pretty good job of uh, episode one here for not having any content. Okay. Oh, I have else? more things we could talk about. We got we got more. Yeah. I just want to. Uh, I'm sure I you have to go to a commercial roundup this episode because I have some notes. <laughs> right by by contract. Okay, we'll do a commercial. Uh, for another podcast on the Bridge Burner Podcast Collective, and we'll do that right now. One, two, three, go. Do you prefer your podcast to have solo narrators to two people telling private jokes? Are you looking for a podcast that is about true crimes and unsolved mysteries and not, I repeat, not two friends hanging out and rambling about nonsense? Do you like podcasts that stay on topic 100% of the time? If you answered yes to these questions and reenacted an Unsolved Mysteries podcast, it's not for you or the folks that left us those one-star reviews. We are just two pals who love the 1990s show Unsolved Mysteries and have no interest in actually solving mysteries from the episodes we watch and recap. Come get spooked with me, Robert. And my friend and relatively normal woman, Crystal, every two weeks as we talk stack, ghosts, UFOs, food, and occasionally crime on Reenacted and Unsolved Mysteries podcast. And we're back. Um, before you guys move on to anyone else, Craig. Uh, what? I got, lots you... to, I got lots to talk about. I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. Can you recap where Chris Harrison is at in trying to get his job hosting The Bachelor back, according to what we said last week. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention last week, remember? Oh, my goodness. That's why you got <laughs> Okay. Uh, it was that, well, like, he just, he thinks that Mike Fleiss leaving is good for him because that was one of his conditions. Mm-hmm. 
So See? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, you kind of. Um, you Right. So he's at a place where he's... Um, so now we learn this week that all his conditions have... It's two conditions, but all of them have been met. And now at this point, he just has a number, as in a large figure that the plus negotiations, you know, plus talking that they would have to meet. Uh So here we go. You said never say never. And I I will never say that. My mom taught me don't ever close a a door because you just never know what'll happen in life. And yeah, there's a number (laughs) and and there's other things that would happen. Oh, yours is about a number. So mine's a full number. Like it's a number. Well, mine was a number and there were several factors that needed to take place. Those factors actually took place. Those things have happened. So now it really is about a number that yeah. would, and there would be some conversations as well. But yeah, of course. I mean, if they came and said, look, we've, we've lost 65% of our audience, please come back and help us reinvent and, and save this. And I'd be like, okay, let's start the negotiations if you want to actually fix this. Actually, fix this. Is, what, so is right, that his fiance? No, Jamie? right there, he's talking to Bethany Frankel from Real Housewives. <laughs> I, was, I was like, that doesn't sound like Lauren Zima or whatever. No, she's she was. They were both very obnoxious. They like that was Bethany know. Frankel. Mm-hmm. Why is she on Chris Harrison podcasts? I mean, that's probably the biggest get he'll ever get, and and that yeah. tells you a lot, right there. I'm um, saying that she's not that. <laughs> I mean, like. Bravo fans know who she is, but she's not. She's well, she no made millions on this, uh, like her brand. Skinny, yeah, the skinny, skinny vodka. Well, okay, so, <clears throat> so here's where we're at. If we hear in Variety or in Deadline or the Reporter or whatever that he is in talks, that means he is giving them his number. And if he is even in talks, <laughs> that means they're reconsidering the host. That's all. <laughs> That's where we're at with the Chris Harrison coming back to host Poor conversation. Yeah, no, I agree. I don't want yeah. that to happen. I don't I'm want just it saying. to happen. And I like Jesse actually in his role. I think he's doing fine. I do too. I don't think there's anything wrong with him at all. And um, and I don't think there's anything different about him, to be honest, than what Chris Harrison did right. <laughs> like he's doing all the right things, Jesse Palmer. So there's no need to replace him. Believe me, like the host is not making a difference in the ratings. But she kind of had a good point. She's like, why would you go back to that sinking ship? Bethany Frankel said that to Chris Harrison, basically. (laughs) And he was like, oh, like he could not really have an answer to that. (laughs) It was pretty funny. It's amazing to me when people want things other than a lot of money. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Why he's is that got amazing? a ton of money. Why does he, he want to go pissed. back to anything? He is he he can't Why he get just a... enjoy his money. Yes. Poolside. Yeah. Drink some daiquiris. It, he he's obsessed. Obsessed. That's my <laughs> point of even recapping this anymore. Is tracking his obsession and where it's leading him. Because <laughs> he thinks these conditions were met because of him. They were not. Mike Fleiss is a crazy person. You know, the whatever the other conditions were, I'm sure they were things that were bound to happen anyway. You're obsessed. With I'm obsessed him, with the yes. Him being I, obsessed. I I like tracking things that people think they're people are seething about, 
but they yes. think they're doing it well. They think they're covering it up well. They think they're living life graciously. They think that living well, you know, they, they think they're getting away with it. Yes, I love tracking that. That is <laughs> right up my wheelhouse. Oh, boy. Okay. Don't you? I mean, sure. when you see someone who's, you just get them on a subject and then they just, I'm sure he's thinking about it right now. <laughs> you know, he's, he's so, they're so predictable, but he tries to act like he's so over it. It's, uh -huh. it's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Now you can move remember on. when they did, uh, after the final rose and they did this like tribute to Chris Harrison and they had his mom there. Um, I think that was one of the first, like a night one live, but yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Mm -hmm. And they showed like all of these clips of him from the bygone eras. Mm-hmm. That's all. Remember oh. those days? <laughs> I guess the funny part there is that he he does not miss a chance like that to talk about himself. Right. Like I guess he he said on one of the on one of his podcasts, he's like, "Oh, the first couple seasons, people uh, contestants did not know whether to go up to me or the Bachelor. They could not tell who was the Bachelor." <laughs> like, dude, come on. You, you got to relax. You're not the best looking guy that's ever walked there. Like, relax. <laughs> no, he's not. Uh -uh. Uh, Jesse Palmer, maybe. Jesse Palmer, women at 40, but they have showed his little Chiron of 44, <laughs> right? At 42, when he started his job, or 43, women did want to go on to meet this man. So, yeah, I, so I get there it. There we go, Chris Jesse Harrison. Palmer's traditionally handsome and i do find it very funny that they show his age now on tv i'm like, like <laughs> post 44 <laughs> yeah. yeah as in yeah no it's great no wonder he no wonder chris harrison feels inferior <laughs> you know he's like oh this large oh, yeah. football guy who does a just as good a job as anyone else would including me uh is is there oops yeah, like you know this is like very damaging to Chris Harrison's ego that mm. Jesse is doing a perfectly fine job. Nobody seems to hate him. And he's so much taller and handsomer and fitter than Chris Harrison. <laughs> yeah. And Chris Harrison, when Jesse Palmer was the bachelor, Chris Harrison must know him pretty well, you know, right. on some level or well enough. So I'm sure he's seething and thinking about all the things he might've done wrong or, you know, <laughs> how can I get Jesse Palmer? Oh, um, Okay. <laughs> He's like a little troll under a bridge. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Like, um, let's talk about Caleb the Wrestler, since I know you're a big WWE fan. Mm-hmm. He, uh, I thought he did well for himself. I didn't Wearing love. A cowboy hat. Yeah, I didn't love the cowboy hat, but a lot of people do. Oh, I I enjoyed him on this episode. Yeah. What did he do that I I feel like I didn't even I saw well, him he do was a like lip, he was like, like my I'm a wrestler and my stage persona is a douche and I'm like, I'm yes, like what but it's like what but stage persona I'm isn't not a like that yeah. that's most wrestlers exactly <laughs> yeah. yeah I like that he could backflip as well as the man whose whole job is to backflip mm -hmm. <laughs> and then we saw dunking we saw legit dunking so and, Questions answered about what is dunking. <laughs> oh, you mean dunking the basketball? Well, right, but just the sport of dunking by itself. Mm. I mean, we know what dunking a basketball is, but he said sport, one of his favorite sports in quotation marks. <laughs> right. Right. Um, 
bright. Uh, it that was he he came off better than you'd think because I like that he said I'd like to train the person that will beat my record. I thought that was humble and on some level. I'm like that's interesting. That's I thought nice it was kind of a funny thing to think, right? That he was like I want to train the person who beats me, and I was like, oh okay, uh, it's it's interesting. I mean, I could absolutely see why he wasn't chosen to go on because he like didn't seem to have a conversation with her that we saw and he was literally just jumping on things all night long. <laughs> he like she came in the room and he was like watch this and like jumped on a counter mm-hmm. yeah. well you can see why that's yeah why he's there yeah you can, um, you can see why charity would not be interested in that yeah 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 i had uh there's another moment of craig wondering if he watched the same episode as everyone else I was listening to a recap, and they're like, "Oh yeah, he jumped up on the on the table." I'm like, I don't remember that. Are you watching the same show here? Yeah, I think it just all washes over you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, he definitely did that. And then he was like jumping on a bunch of other. He was flipping like all night long. So, <laughs> yeah. my attention level has gone up though since I've stopped live tweeting, which I know mm. EZR really upsets you. Does upset me. Yeah. It does. Sorry. You need to live tweet again. Uh, I'll live Mastodon if people are over on Mastodon, but no, they're not. No, no one's they're there. hypocrites, and they, they said they were going to leave when Elon took over Twitter. They didn't. So I'm just saying. You're still on Twitter. You still have a Twitter. I haven't used it True. since Elon took over. You I like very should... rarely post things on it now, but I do still read things when I have time. It is. It's depressing because it used to be such a a nice place for me personally. <laughs> but you you can imagine that live tweeting the Bachelor, you're not going to get the like the safeguards are there just unintentionally, right? Because whatever you guys are bothered about, because I was never really on. No, Twitter. but it, it, to me, it's bigger than that. It's bigger than that. It's not just like oh, Elon tweaked the algorithms and blah blah blah. Well, to then me, why don't like, you go all the way and delete? I could delete. I'm not I'm not trying to dare you to. I'm saying Because the the archivist in me is like, oh, we gotta save all these old tweets. <laughs> I, they are saved somewhere. You I'm sure they he'll are... release your DM soon, so don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> there are records for sure, and you can also download like all of your own tweets pretty easily. Right. Like if you go into okay. your settings and stuff, there's an option to like basically download your archive. Yeah, maybe deleting is the thing for me to do. I don't know. No, but just for me, it's on. like everyone, everyone, <laughs> like literally everyone was like, oh, Elon's taking over. I'm leaving Twitter. Mastodon had this big bump. And now it's back to normal. Now it's back to how it was. No one changed anything. And here, okay. here was their chance to get onto a distributed, uh, you know, un, I don't know what you want to call it, uncentered system with decentralized decentralized that's right where it would do everything you want it to do and not do the things you don't want it to do this is a chance to to do that no one did it no one did it it upsets me okay well i still think you should just do it for live tweeting the bachelor i mean (laughs) come on you you break plenty of rules in your life of things that we all have our priorities or our like you know uh but Morals oh, that, that reminds me. I was going to ask since a uh, public transit's one of my priorities. Hey, when, when you were in Hawaii, um, Caitlin, did you see the new 
Honolulu mass transit train thingy? I did see it, but it wasn't running yet when I was mm. there. Like, basically what I heard from locals was they were doing, like, some test runs, but nobody was allowed to ride it yet. Right. So I, I saw it from a distance, but not up close. Okay. That'd be the first thing i do if I went back to Hawaii. <laughs> Right it's like not the beach not the amazing food <laughs> i would definitely take it to get around though for sure you know who needs a cab when you got the public transit system right there well i think um, it doesn't go everywhere yet is part of right. it right their bus yeah. system is pretty good though actually like mm -hmm. the bus system around honolulu also goes up into some of the other towns on oahu so you could you can get to some of the other like small towns that tourists like to go to on the bus rather than oh, renting a car. That's cool. See, super cool. Aligning with my values, EZR. All right, get back on live tweeting, please. <laughs> I'll, I'll live. I, I I said before. I'll say it again. I will live Mastodon. It's called tooting. I'll, <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! The toot. That's so bad. Yeah. I'll live tooting. Well, it's an elephant. Oh, that, that sounds that sounds seriously like a pair, like a you know something like a parody. Joke. It does. It sounds like what a TV show, you know, and they have to make up a fake social media to like talk about with their characters. It absolutely sounds like that. It doesn't sound real. <laughs> well, anyway, I'll live toot if other people were on Mastodon and wanting to see what I had to say, which might not be very many people. Um, shout out to Jay in LA, though. He reached out to me over DM after we dropped our countdown episode and he said hi and we chatted for a bit. That was really nice. And shout out to our boss, Rob, at the Bridge Burner Podcast Collective, who's been in constant contact about The Bachelor and Vanderpump Rules. Big, so. big time for everyone who's into Vanderpump Rules. It continues it to be a big time. <laughs> um yeah, and last on our list do you guys want to or is is this the last on our list acapella uh, sorry <laughs> i mean why am i saying that i'm thinking of acapella the carmen san diego van um no i'm kidding yeah. uh the um fashion roundup or is there anyone else you guys want to talk about i'm ready to go to fashion okay let's do fashion this is the fashion roundup. Craig and Caitlin talk about what people are wearing. Oh, that's what you meant by acapella. I was thinking yeah. of rockapella, but then I did say yeah, rockapella was was shit, man. Do what? <laughs> where do you want to go? Craig, you would have loved the conference I was at last week because traditionally. There is a karaoke night at this conference. <laughs> Every year it's like, all right, sometime during the week we're going to karaoke. Tell me why. Um, okay, well, let's do fashion. Let's start with, uh, what's his name and his earrings? Brayden. So here's another reason I'm excited about Brayden. Because we see from the previews that Brayden is going to continue wearing some very interesting items throughout mm. this season that we are definitely going to talk about. But in this episode, so he wears pants that are shorter than the norm. You know, like how having them a little short is fashionable. He's gone even shorter than that on his entrance. <laughs> 
and he's wearing bright pink socks with loafers. So I noticed that. Uh, but we see from some of his footage, both, uh, you know, his his intro package and then the preview stuff. Sometimes he puts his hair into a tiny ponytail. So we're going to get that. We also see that he loves to wear dangly earrings mm. and not the dangly statement earrings that we've seen on some of the men in the past seasons where it's like a single earring that's like a cross or something. A cross, like that. Yeah. Uh, no, Brayden is wearing like women's dangly earrings. Like he's purchased <laughs> these in a women's store for sure. Uh, they are the kind of earrings that like my mom used to wear, you know. So I'm looking forward to seeing his entire earring collection, but he wears both, not just one, he, he wears two. Uh, and we also see in the preview that at some point he's going to wear the kind of scarf that I used to wear on study abroad in France in 2008. So <laughs> Brayden is bringing a lot to this season so far. Caitlin in Paris. <laughs> yes, Caitlin in Paris for sure. So I'm like, Brayden has already worn some interesting items. The glasses he was wearing do appear to be the fake kind that you don't need to wear. Right, right. So he's he's bringing a lot to this season, not just with his drama, but with his clothes. Would you have you ever dated a guy that has two earrings, like earrings on both sides? Like dangly, dangly too, not just like studs. Oh no, just just generally, yes. I, I haven't done it yet i mean i'm not necessarily opposed to it but i think that the choices that brayden makes are not necessarily like cute earrings mm -hmm. you know whoa sorry that was my work email that i should have closed uh, people just keep on sending me emails and i'm like technically this week is in between my summer semesters so it should be mm -hmm. less emails you would think there. There we have it. Um, there's a couple other interesting fashion moments on this episode. Uh, talking about Caleb B., the wrestler, and his cowboy hat that he yes. wears to get out of the limo. He also wears like a flowery blue suit jacket with that hat. He's gone very... He's wearing like Nashville or Dallas country music singer chic. That's kind now, of his look. Now, and he, I like your, didn't I say that he was the one that you like? Like like last week or when we did our countdown episode, you said I like Joey, and she's talking yeah. about the wrestler. No, we're talking about uh, Caleb B. The wrestler, Joey. We can get to. Um, he he kind of crashed and burned, right? He, yep. I mean, he's gonna go far this season. She likes him. Joey? He just didn't kiss her right away. That's the only thing that he did wrong. Mm. But he's got the little curly hair that you know EZR would be into. Totally yeah. into, except that. <laughs> You know, as per usual, he knows he's a good-looking guy, and then his he is too good for everybody. Basically, at that point, when you know you are. Yeah. Now, why don't you good. like? Why don't you like Caleb? Uh, why don't you like his? Uh, what the hell do you call it? Cowboy hat. Me. I'm like Joe Biden. I realized. Okay. Like don't where he can't, say that. No, he can't remember what he's gonna like the punchline to his jokes. Like he's Joe Biden. So you're seriously half his age. Yeah, and my, my like I I was saying to myself, I was saying like I was saying to you, what why don't you like or what you don't like his cowboy hat? But I couldn't get the word cowboy hat to materialize in my head. I feel like Joe Biden. Early, early onset. Uh huh. Yeah. Craig, um, like draw anyway for us. Here we are, Craig. Go to the doctor. 
Um, I, I'm already neurodivergent, just so we're clear. What's? Oh my God! All of a sudden, well, now yeah, but you that's are. not about Alzheimer's. <laughs> that's true. Um, what's the question? Just do I like why it? Don't, why don't I like it? Why don't you like his cowboy hat? I mean, I think that's a weird choice for anyone to make unless you are literally using it. It's like have have you? I, I, I don't like people wearing bucket hats hat when they're not at the beach, huh? I think bucket hats are ugly. Right. Have, you, have either of you dated a, a guy that wears cowboy hats? I would never. I would never. <laughs> I would never. I would never. I would, but I don't think I have. I'm trying to like rack my brain for people I've dated in the past and wearing interesting hats. Um, I have. Well, have you, yeah. Have you ever dated just like a hat guy? Yes, but the kind of hat that he was primarily into was what my friends used to call the Corpus Christi socialist hat. And it was like, <laughs> they would wear like a cabbie hat, but it was really popular in like smaller cities. Oh, no. Yeah. I hate those. The, yeah, the, like, good day, sir. Like, ugh. Kind of like I hate those, those. Weirdly, it was a trend if you were in Texas in like the mid 2000s. <laughs> I would never. I mean, I dress, I dress like a socialist, so I get, I get it. Whatever, Craig. <laughs> I do. Pants. I, I wear the yeah. same, same clothes every day. Well, we well, that's remember one that pair of clothes. What ETR is into is like, uh, and you remember Peter Pilot wearing his little like suspenders and short pants. Like, oh yes, <laughs> I forgot about that. Yes, that is so cute. See, there you go. You got me there. And shout out to Peter Pilot who my cousin met this week and said was incredibly nice yeah. and handsome yeah, yes she did say he was handsome us, uh... person. she met him randomly and just at a bar in philadelphia that she was at with some of her co-workers on a work trip and he was there uh singing karaoke and just dancing with random people so your cousin was in philly and went to a bar and ran into pilot pete the bachelor pilot pete not this new pilot pete Yes, not the one karaoke. that we just cut last night, but yeah. the Bachelor pilot Pete from a few seasons ago. Yes, That's and she cool. posted about it on her Instagram stories, and I was like, "Tell me the whole story." <laughs> I mean, you know, like our listeners know when we tried to meet Colton here in LA and it crashed and burned. So I'm, <laughs> crashed and I'm down with a good <laughs> with a good lead experience. Um. Lead. Yeah, I mean, the picture she posted on Instagram, I was like, I get why ladies like him. I get it. He looks really (laughs) cute here. Yeah. Um, Well, you know, I think, see, here's my issue. I think hats are for utilitarian uses. And I think people think hats are fashion statements. And so if I'm wearing a hat and it's for a fashion statement, I feel stupid. I'm like, why am I wearing this stupid hat? (laughs) What is going on? This is not something. And so... If you're wearing a hat to literally get your hair back to guard from the sun, I'm like, that's what a hat is for. But if you're wearing a hat because you think you look good in it, I can tell you think you look good in it. And that makes you look stupid to me. So there there we are. I, I understand that point of view because I myself am not 
a big hat wearer. Like I wear a big floppy hat, like at the beach for sun protection and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I've worn a baseball cap when I'm having like a really bad hair day, but I have to run errands, you know, like those kind of utilitarian uses. Of course. Yeah. That makes total sense. My, normally my I don't is... love the feeling of wearing one. Like in the winter, I'll wear one for warmth, obviously. Like, but exactly. Yeah. It's like, I only wear it when I need to, because I don't generally like to wear them. As Craig knows, I got Mark my old school is a big hat wearer. Oh, and that's yeah. because his hair is so curly, he needs to put it underneath something to tame it. And because mm-hmm. the sun is in his face and there's a million utilitarian reasons to the point where I think people think he's bald, you know, to hide <laughs> the baldness. And I hide the baldness if he was bald is a good reason, too. Like, you don't want your head to get burned. Yeah, exactly. You know? Like, you can get so, that whole thing sunburned when you're bald. So you, you should be wearing a hat outside. Right. Great reasons. To look cool at a part, like that's, but at the same time, he's the guy's a wrestler. Like he needs to have everything on him needs to be ornate for a good reason. And for whatever reason he deems reasonable, wrestling is incredibly, uh, it's not just athletic because it's very athletic, but it's also every part of your look be meticulous and thought out and if you say one thing off the cuff or if it really resonates with people whatever the issues are at a wrestling match people will wear that t-shirt with that saying forever so you really have to be a interesting like planned out person or not or just be naturally super charismatic to be a wrestler so it takes so much like Dwayne Johnson Sure, it takes so much like finesse and so much of everything that I give that guy a pass on anything he's wearing. But no, I do not like a cowboy hat in general. You know, okay. wrestling is a hard, hard, hard. Uh, it, it's it's such well, an we art. Should go, uh, we should go line dancing sometime. What? <laughs> How did that get anywhere? Because then we could wear cowboy hats and like no. jeans. I can wear jeans. I'm good at wearing jeans. Um, anything? I, own, I own a pair of jeans, I think. Wow, Craig. Because all yeah, he owns are the tear-off REI pants. <laughs> tear-off. Um, <laughs> he sounds like a paper doll. <laughs> <laughs> um, any other fashion? I, I didn't notice anything except for Brayden. I mean, I only noticed Brayden's earrings because she did not seem grossed out by them just weird <laughs> yes and i noticed them because also in the like season preview they show us at the end you see he wears a lot of earrings a lot of very large oh sounds straps. like we're gonna have a lot of fashion roundup then this... he's gonna be in the roundup i think every week going <sighs> he's he's definitely yeah like a it, it's it is amazing he doesn't like meditation because he does seem like a grab bagger of whatever exactly is cool or in or to him seems cool he'll just he'll take it all on he likes how does, everything how does he like wear vibe to me says he would meditate on the beach but he says he doesn't like that mm-hmm. wait who said that Brayden. Brayden says he doesn't like meditation uh, how does he how does he reconcile all these earrings with his he's the guy that likes like extreme sports right That's probably why he wears them because he doesn't get to no. most of the time he's like that's he doesn't, his cleaned up um, he's look not an extreme sport guy he's the travel nurse guy yeah he, he ex- likes yeah he likes doing all the extreme stuff while he's traveling yeah. 
All right. Well, yeah. he said like he does like do jumping off of stuff, but he is probably not wearing the earrings when he does this. Also, right. I was wondering. Yeah. You no, know, he has like in his mind, he is so everything right he cleans up nice this is in quotes and i'm doing air quotes here and he also is so extreme you know bro like he wakes up and he just goes so yeah I he does all also this. important to point out here that he is 24 years old <laughs> right which but i think makes a clearly, lot of sense he here. clearly has this trajectory already and yeah, but yeah. I, like he is young enough this is like semi-normal behavior <laughs> Yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess if we are to take the fact that men are men, but um, I, yeah, I, it sounds kind of like with this whole season might be about him if Charity allows it. Oh yeah, yeah we'll see. He could she doesn't see like, all the red flags. That yeah, we see. not not the same type of guy, but this could be like Luke P in Hannah's season, and where like he is yep. the main point of conversation, mm-hmm. right? Right, because he annoys enough people, and you probably get enough. You probably get some backup because alpha males will definitely love him, um, but some will definitely not like him. And so, yeah, it might be the Braden show. <laughs> so she gets Charity is the show. exact opposite. She is so, dim, you know, she's yeah. quiet and reserved, and this is what makes it so she, interesting. She walks through life; it looks like very intentionally. <laughs> yes. So the fact that she is seemingly intrigued by and attracted to Brayden, the extreme fashion jumping off of buildings travel nurse who got so excited by kissing her is it is interesting because it doesn't seem like the type of man that she would actually like mesh well with. Right. Um, I, I don't know if this is fashion, but Aaron B kept flipping a coin and it reminded me of, um, you know, What's his name? Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> Two Face. Not Pat oh, Two Face. I assume I can think of, that coin was. It's funny that you mentioned Tommy Lee Jones. Why? Because like it was uh Eric Eric Hart? Earhart? Er, who played Two Face? No, in the Dark Knight trilogy, there's a Two Face. Oh right, played, yeah. Played Aaron by, like, Eckhart. Yeah. Alan mm-hmm. Eckhart. Oh. Eric uh, Aaron Eckhart. And that's a good <laughs> Amelia really good job with him. Well, he so. said Earhart. <laughs> Aaron Eckhart and Amelia Earhart do sound oddly similar. Right, correct. So I'm just like, of all the two faces you could have picked, you picked Tommy Lee Jones. From the best from what Batman Forever. Yeah. Yes. But the coin thing is intriguing to me because first when you did it in his like limo exit thing. But then he did it again to like get a kiss out of her later. And I was like, this is a fake coin that's heads only, right? Yeah, maybe. But it's also, that's not what Tommy Lee Jones did. But also the, 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 the like. <laughs> Tommy what? Lee Jones would be like, I'm either going to murder you or let you live. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm either going to murder you by dissection or by bullet. Like, you know, he'd do the, but see, the thing is, is that I don't know how that's she said it was clever or something like that. And then she she went along with it. I get you go along with everything on the first night, but I don't get the gimmick. I don't get it. I don't think it's clever or funny. And the guy seemed regular in every other way, except that he chose to do that. Is that something that I should be aware of? That's not a two-faced Batman reference? Um, like, 
I don't know. I think it's just a gimmick that he's using to be like, here's a good way for me to lead into having a conversation, I guess. So it's like a thing he's leaning on as a crutch. But this is also the same man who played the piano for her. And right. then he said he learned it specifically just to play that. So he's he's trying pretty hard. Oh, well, he did say it. It was I felt like, OK, that conversation got kind of strange because I think she was asking a, a whole a big picture question. And he was answering like she asked, like, how did you learn to play the piano? And he said, like, I, I, I didn't rehearse that song. Right. I just wrote it on the off the cuff. And so it the. Or at least what they showed us was very chopped up and weird sounding. Like they were asking two different questions and answering two different questions. Um, but yeah, he is trying hard. I just think it's not a very clever. Well, I guess since we mentioned it, Craig, now what? we have to play. David Lynch Mini on Bachelor Masters. Total yeah. fucking bullshit. David That's Lynch. Right. Classic. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, is that all? Wait, what's the, what, what's the content of the David Lynch minute? We talked about Batman Forever, the best uh, of the franchise. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. So for those that don't know, it goes Batman, Batman Returns, which were both... Uh, Tim Burton. Uh, Tim Burton. Then Joel Schumacher took over and turned it into a like a disco. Right, <laughs> turned it into like a cartoony... <laughs> but not the 60s cartoony just a different like a 90s and it was cartoony batman and robin and then batman forever and batman then... and robin was first uh-huh yeah i think so great soundtrack though that's how it stays in the lexicon here batman mm. forever i think that's why shout out to jay in la who knows what i'm talking about i bet <laughs> yeah i bet you jay in la knows what you're talking about great soundtrack um and then you know christopher nolan took over and we all know what happened there yeah and then now some other guy who no one cares about and no one and i didn't see but i'm oh, sure it's the, you didn't whatever. see the batman no really nor nor will i really? i don't care about that guy i don't get robert i don't i guys told someone before and i might have said it on this podcast robert pattinson pat is that his name yeah. patterson whatever the twilight guy looks to me like a seventh grader drawing a hot guy, but well, like that... the drawing is off. <laughs> Something about him is way off. That's why he makes a good the Batman, because okay. he's he's like introverted. He's like he, not his, he's not his Christian Bale. Face to me is personality less. Like it has no real thing. I don't get the thing. Anyway, I mean, I'm not gonna stand here and like defend the Batman, but I think I think if you watched it, you'd see how. Robert Patterson, or whatever his name is, fits into the vision of the Batman. Patterson? His name is Pattinson, Craig. Pattinson. I didn't okay. know that. <laughs> you would get it. You would You would see how he fits into the vision of the movie. Gotcha. I, I, I'll I. just have to, if I ever happen upon it, I might. But, meh. I don't have It's good. It was like three hours long or something. My God. Exactly. That's why. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> Final thoughts. Where are we at? That's it. We're completely done with this episode, Craig. That's where we're at. Oh, okay. Did you watch the coming oh. this season on The Bachelor? You know. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I because I had to watch because I watched The Bachelor live, or at least the first couple, like the first half hour. I watched the end of Claim to Fame. Did you guys see that girl oh, freaking out? No. 
about okay so this I so I didn't rewatch it so unfortunately I don't have all the info but basically Tom Hanks's family member loses the first challenge and then runs into the house this is all I saw and just screams about how everyone is an idiot cool. except her and she's just crying screaming it is I mean, if there's any reason to watch just five minutes of that show, just watch the last, you know, pick it up on Hulu. And I, I'm not going to watch that show um, act, you know, <laughs> on purpose. Right. But right. that looked really good. <laughs> like, oh, I love yeah. when people freak out. Yeah. Uh, Craig, yes, our Maury thing. Our... Well, I was just going to say the KCOP, the Channel 13. Yeah. The one, re- uh-huh. It's rebranded. The Seinfeld now. Channel. Oh, uh-huh. It's rebranded Fox Plus. Oh, sad. Uh-huh. Now they're playing two Maury's on it in the afternoon. Ooh, thank you, Craig. <laughs> yeah. It's like 3 o'clock and 4 o'clock or something like that. Gotcha. <laughs> time time post-pandemic means nothing to me. So it could be like noon and 1 for all I know. But yeah, gotcha. they play two I'll episodes. Check it out. Okay. Claim to uh, fame. Not yeah, good, claim to fame. Watch, watch that last five minutes. Batman. <laughs> Uh, we have another Joker coming out with uh, with oh, Lady no. Gaga. Lady Gaga is oh. going to play right uh, the uh, Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn, yeah. Yeah, I heard about that, but I'm also saw them start filming it. The Oscars wrapping up music on y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I saw them film it. I saw them film at least one scene. It was, I think, I'm pretty positive it was though. Like everyone said it was, and I saw some big clues. Uh, anyway, where where did you see that? Down downtown. <laughs> Downtown. Okay. Okay. The lights are brighter there. Bye. Downtown. (laughs) They really (laughs) tore that song apart on that episode. Yeah, it's an episode of Seinfeld. I know it is. You can get that fast and then take it slow. Bye, Craig. Bye, Caitlin. We'll see hear each other next week. We will all see each other next week. And Easyar and I are logging off. Craig, continue to do whatever he'd like to do. All right. (laughs) Down, down.